everybody. Welcome back to Letterman Row. I'm Austin Ward. That is Spencer Holbrook. And it is, uh, what, day two of reality of no college football this fall for Ohio State and the Big Ten. Uh, one of the big questions that Spencer Holbrook tackling for us at Letterman Row is what happens now with the NFL draft-eligible Buckeyes, uh, their decisions. Some of them are old enough to be graduate or they're graduate transfers. They have a degree. Maybe they could consider trying to go somewhere else if the SEC, ACC, or Big 12 are really intent on playing, which seems like a gamble to me because it's unlikely that will happen. Uh, they could also declare immediately for the draft and go train. Uh, some players have already made that choice at other schools. Um, they, you know, also, Spencer, have an intriguing option that Ryan Day laid out for them uh, for the next four or five months that involves uh, maybe training, maybe playing, um, but keeps them on campus throughout this semester. It almost seems like a hybrid option, right? You get to stay on campus. You get to train with Mickey Marathi. You get to do everything that the team's doing to make yourself better. You get free meals. You get your free testing. Stay safe. You're in a semi-bubble. By the way, if you don't want to play, you know, that's okay because you can still train and go to the NFL. If you do want to play, hey, we might have an option for you in January. It seems like the perfect plan. Um, Obviously, I'm not the one in the position. You know, if they hire an agent and – do that kind of thing. I don't know what that would mean for them being in the building all the time, but you know, you never know. You'd have to find out. There's a lot more questions than there are answers right now. Yeah. And a lot of these players, when they do this, you know, they spend three months getting ready for the combine, you know, that's that January to April window. Well, you know, you might get your agent to front you that money. Sometimes you don't have to pay it back. Sometimes you do. That's coming out of your pocket. So it would seem like the choice, that's only going to apply where you, you don't need to worry about it if you're a sure first-round pick. Sean Wade or Justin Fields, Wyatt Davis, maybe that's no issue for them, and they could spend the next four months paying you know, their own way to train. Uh, staying on scholarship, to me, would seem like the right way to go. You have Mickey Marathi, uh, no finer strength coach anywhere in the country. Uh, you mentioned all the meals. They could continue to meet. Uh, you know, I think the expectation is that Ohio State will – uh, and the Big Ten teams will have those 20-hour work weeks so they could continue to go in and, and break down film and, you know, get some of the, that football knowledge, football IQ, as Ryan Day called it in his press conference on Wednesday. That, to me, seems like a no-brainer. So maybe we won't see a flood of uh, declarations for the NFL draft uh, right now for the Buckeyes. Um, they may still elect to skip a, a potential spring season. We don't know exactly. Um, but the amount of guys, that, the specific guys that we're talking about, you know, the, the field kind of expands here a little bit beyond the obvious ones that we've talked about. So if we're playing that stay or leave go, I think we all know what's going to happen eventually with Justin Fields, Wade, Wyatt Davis, uh, Josh Myers, um, you know, a couple other, you know, a couple other guys that we could mix, mix in, in there. But um, what do you, what do you think will happen here with some of these decisions, Spencer? Well, I think one thing to keep in mind is, like, most of the guys, when they, when they declare, they're going to three places. They go to Miami, they go to Dallas, or they go to Los Angeles. Well, if there are three places that I wouldn't want to be for the coronavirus right now, it's probably Los Angeles, Miami, and Dallas. So, like, I think there is a little bit of, of faith Ryan Day has that these guys are going to stay put because they know they're in a safe environment. They know they're in a safe situation. But I think there are going to be guys that maybe haven't even really started if they, if they do think that they have a, a shot to be, you know, to put up crazy numbers at the combine, I think you could see some of these guys really surprise fans and, and head to the NFL. Without a season, you just you don't really know what the future of the entire sport looks like 
So there might be guys who are just banking on their athleticism, betting on themselves and getting to the league. Yeah, so that's, <clears throat> that's the interesting part for Ohio State as it tries to get ready. You know, whether it's a spring season that has some sort of uh, postseason beyond just a Big Ten championship, you know, those plans are still being formulated. It would be in the best interest of the Big Ten to get those done as soon as possible if you want to keep these players in your league for that spring. But if you're looking ahead to the next time where we know there should be a college football playoff in, in fall of 2021, would a guy like Josh Proctor continue to wait without having ever been a starter for Ohio State but everyone uh, knowing his potential? Tyreek Smith is a little bit different case. We know uh, what he's capable of when he's fully healthy. Still hasn't had that chance to really show why people have considered him a, a potential first-round pick since the day he committed. But, you know, that's another one. Um, how about Taraja Mitchell without really ever playing defense but still being a freakish, you know, physical player? Um, you know, these juniors, they're the ones that are really going to be interesting. You also could throw Jeremy Ruckert in there, Seven Banks, um, Cameron Brown. Uh, you know, those guys need to play, but they also would be going into a really unique NFL draft situation where, um, you know, nobody else will have had film either. So maybe the physical uh, combine opportunities would give them an edge. I don't know, but that's – there's so much mystery about what would happen here. If somebody like Rucker would be a lot a lot easier, Chris Olave would be a lot easier to sell that. Um, but these guys, I mean – the eligibility, they might get that year back, but the, the three-year count out of high school to make them eligible for the draft, that's not stopping. No, and I think that's a, that's a really good point to bring up because these guys are the top of the top of college athletes. Like, even though they've never played – some of them have never really played defense like Taraja Mitchell. Everyone knows, though, when you are a linebacker and you're in the mix at Ohio State, you are one of the top athletes in college football. So for you to bet on yourself – put your name in there, go do your pro day. You know, there's, it's almost like a part of me says it's a no brainer, but then the other part of me <laughs> says you need film because it's going to be the most unique challenge these scouts have ever had. And I think it's going to cause even more nitpicking because they don't have film to rely on to fall back on. So I, there's a, it's a double-edged sword because you want to get to the league and you want to show that you can do this and bet on yourself. But at the same time, I think this is going to be the most tedious draft process we've ever seen. And so I think these guys are going to have a really, really tough decision to make. I think that they also need, and this is a broken record, they need help and guidance from the Big Ten and the NCAA, which usually comes <laughs> uh, a little too slowly and too late. You know, the, college basketball has already recognized the fact that it, it's in their best interest to give players the option to withdraw their name, go through the process, you know, potentially even work with an agent and then make the decision to come back. There's been discussion about that uh, amongst, you know, the oversight rules committee in college football that if a player goes undrafted or doesn't even like where they're drafted, that what is the harm in letting them come back? Uh, I don't know if, if this will be the impetus to change that and speed up the process, but, you know, for this particular year where, we don't know what the film opportunity is going to be like, the chance to play games. You know, the NFL wants to have as much knowledge as it possibly can. I don't see how there's any reason they wouldn't be supportive of moving back a draft or trying to accommodate any way they can. Um, they've been able to take a free ride off of this, you know, minor league setup without paying for it long enough. They, I think they need to probably help out any way that they can. But it's, it's really fascinating to watch this because we don't know – what will motivate every player. Justin Fields said just last week that he wasn't in a hurry to get to the money. 
um, that his family is in a comfortable situation and he wanted to play the games. Now, will that still be true if the schedule is January to March or if Jeff Brom gets his way and it starts in late February and goes, uh, you know, out into April? I can't see that really working for a number of reasons. But, you know, at least what Ryan Day wants is the option put on the table for these guys. And I think the the get drafted or go through the process and come back is something that that if college athletes really are serious about these demands and everything like that, they should put that in there. You know, they've got a lot of education reform in there, the six-year eligibility, so some guys can get their master's degrees. Uh, all of those proposals that they put out there, I think the, NF, the NFL draft decisions would be a common sense one, like one of the most common sense ones to put in there. But the other point in reading Jeff Brom's proposal Ohio State would, I think Ohio State would be in trouble because I think that's a situation where a lot of those guys, they almost have to leave because you can't play a season from March to May or February to May, go straight into a rookie mini camp, actually straight into it, and then just start playing in, in uh, September, playing against 33, 34-year-old guys. Like that, I just don't think that's even possible. And so if that were to be the case – I think Ohio State would be in serious trouble as far as depth, as far as, you know, who's going to be on the roster. You're going to play a lot of these younger guys, and I think you might struggle a little bit, honestly, because I just think that that would be way overwhelming. I think there's a push by the, by Ohio State to get this season in starting in January, and there's a huge reason for that. <laughs> I think the NFL is a big reason for that. Yeah, we'll, we'll actually have time uh, later on this week at Letterman Road to dive into the Jeff Brom proposal, compare how that works with what Ohio State would like to see. Uh, and the Big Ten subcommittees go to work again, uh, trying to find a way to play college again and get a schedule in. <laughs> again? Yeah, well, I mean, it, it, we know that they did something, right? We just don't know what they accomplished uh, <laughs> yeah. in, in time for this season. Um, but we'll, that's a conversation for uh, another show here at Letterman Row. Uh, Spencer Holbrook, appreciate him diving in to, you know, lay out some of these options for Ohio State and the NFL draft-eligible Buckeyes. Uh, we'll try and keep our eyes on that as we do everything related to Ohio State and Big Ten football at lettermanrow.com. For Spencer, I'm Austin Ward. We'll see you next time.